You are listening to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, a podcast for the woman entrepreneur, where we have candid conversations about the journey of starting a business. You'll get valuable tips and advice as you launch yourself on your own entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel, the editor of the Extraordinary Women Magazine Circle. And I embrace my own entrepreneurial journey as a woman of, say, a certain age. And if I can do it, ladies, so can you. I now divide my time between Paris and Boston, which fulfills my desire to create this life reimagined while building a business I love. I am so happy you are here. So let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Extraordinary Women podcast. I'm Sherry Harmel, founder and editor of the Extraordinary Women Circle, which includes this podcast and the must-have Extraordinary Women digital magazine for women who are looking for inspiration, for tips and support to create that fabulous business and take their dream to reality. The Extraordinary Women's Circle is here to support women, to imagine, plan, but more. It's really there to help you to actually do the business. In the Extraordinary Women's Circle, which includes the magazine and this podcast, you will hear inspiring stories of women who are not celebrities, but real women like you who have chosen to not just dream about starting a business, but to actually do it. The Extraordinary Women's Circle has much more than interviews, though. It's really about what I call your business blueprint. You'll receive coaching tips, ideas, as well as inspiration, that inspiration you need to get started on your business. And if you already have a business, those ideas and insights that others share might just give you a new idea a new income stream or business that you want to start. Plus, and this is so important, there are tips and tricks to help you with the dreaded imposter syndrome that always seems to creep into our mindsets, no matter where you might be on your business journey. The bottom line is the Extraordinary Women's Circle is about helping you to create and grow your own super successful business. Life is short, so let's get started making this year your best ever. Well, today's podcast episode is titled Creating a Business from Something You Love. It's really the foundation of this business blueprint plan, as I call it. And I'm talking about this because I found that it's one of the biggest issues women often have, which is to really decide on their business idea. Today, we're going to talk about exploring the things you love as a really fun way for you to land on your business idea and get started. Now, throughout our lifetime, we all have things that we love, right? And yes, they change over time depending upon our circumstances and even our life stage. But I'm going to share with you my most recent experience When I hit my 50s, my divorce happened. I was excited by the idea that I could reinvent myself and do something, maybe create something around a new career. 
I loved reimagining my life. Honestly, I was clueless about what that was going to be. One day, I didn't think I was capable of anything. And then the next day, I'd have so many ideas that my head was actually spinning. So in that space, I began to ask myself, what were the things that I truly loved doing? Well, I loved homes and decorating, and I still do. So I enrolled in a couple of design classes at a university, but pretty quickly I realized I was only moderately talented in that area. Then I thought about cooking. I love to cook. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll try out the idea of doing cooking classes. Again, I quickly found out that that wasn't for me. I didn't want to cook every day. I didn't love it that much. I learned that cooking for me was wrapped up around socializing with people that I enjoyed, whether I was cooking or not. So it was really about entertaining that I enjoyed, not the cooking. As I moved through all my loves, I noticed that I couldn't stop reading, writing, and coaching. It was like breathing for me. I started doing it when I was a little girl, and frankly, I've never stopped. So I jumped back into coaching. I had already been coaching in a corporate setting for years, actually decades. So after my divorce, I decided that I was going to pivot into coaching college students within a university setting. I worked for three different universities in the Boston area. I loved, loved, loved working with students. But very quickly, the entrepreneur in me rebelled against the immense structure and hierarchy that exists in higher education. So dang, I still hadn't found the right business. So off I went and started my own coaching business again. This time, I focused on women executives. But when I gave myself the time and the space to think and reflect, I realized that something was still missing. That love of reading and writing and even teaching wasn't part of my coaching business. Now, for years, a friend of mine had mentioned starting a digital magazine. Finally, I decided to try it on, and I started the Extraordinary Women magazine. I loved it. This is a space where I can be creative and pull together the coaching, the reading, the writing, and the teaching, all those things that I love. So you see, the journey of the birth of the Extraordinary Women magazine wasn't fast. It required lots of exploration for me to finally land on a business where I'm doing what I love to do. But let's step back now and look at the steps I went through, because I think if you go through the same process, it'll suddenly be very clear to you what business you should start. And for those of you who already have a business, this process might help you to think of new revenue streams, a new side business that maybe you want to add on to what you've already created. But before I go any further, I just have to say, lots of people dream of starting their own business. Being an entrepreneur is a commitment. It might possibly be the biggest commitment you ever make to yourself. Starting a business takes a lot of time, energy, and even money. No one is profitable in year one. 
the average time to become profitable in a solopreneur type business, depending upon how you define profitable, is typically around two to three years. So many entrepreneurs have shared with me that starting your own business is like birthing a child. Just like that new newborn baby is going to need all of your time at the beginning, so will your business. And at the beginning, you pretty much have to do everything. And that takes a lot of energy. Plus, as every new mother will tell you, you'll be constantly learning new things. And that space can make you uncomfortable, uncertain, even unsure of yourself. Self-doubt will appear almost immediately and continue every time you take your business to another level. Because we get a little nervous. Each time we go into a space where we have to learn new things or we step into a space where we're really unsure of how it works. So accept that self-doubt or what we call the imposter syndrome. Accept that it's going to show up. Now we're going to talk about that in one of my upcoming podcasts. For right now, I don't want you to be surprised when it shows up. Back to the concept of the baby, right? Well, just like the baby. As time goes on and your business starts to grow and flourish, you'll have lots of days when you're feeling the joy and the benefits of having your own business. Also, many of the successful entrepreneurs that I speak with started their businesses on the side of their regular jobs. That helped with the financial risk, but it also gave them the chance to really see how committed they were to the concept of this new business and owning their own business. Okay, so let's assume you've made the commitment. You're going to start your own business. It's now time to decide what your business is about. I want you to start with the things that you love, the things that you wish you had in your life right now. Having young children, as an example, is a very different life stage than a midlife gal. Many women with young children see a need for products and services that a midlife gal like myself won't see. The midlife gal, in contrast, is asking different questions, seeing different needs, and therefore will have different loves than a much younger woman. Being solo, whether you're divorced or widowed or chosen to be single, is different from being partnered and may lead to different needs and different questions. So in essence, whatever stage of life you are in, look around your life. What do you love doing right now? And are there any needs that you think might be helpful for other women at your same stage of life? This is the fertile area for you to start to see wonderful business ideas. Okay, let's say you've now got a list of ideas. How do you decide? My second takeaway is all about trying on those ideas around you, those ideas that you love. Essentially, you're going to pretend that you already have the business that you're dreaming about. Now, I'm all about experiential learning. I have to do things to learn them. I had to try out interior design. I had to try out teaching. I had to try out cooking as a business. I had to try out a coaching business, but maybe 
directed to a specific population of people. Most of us, if not all of us, really don't learn by reading or thinking about something. We have to actually do it. I have found that it is super easy to fall in love with ideas. It's kind of like online dating, if you want to look at it from that perspective. You know, many possibilities look fabulous on paper, but when we meet them, we immediately feel a big no. We have to try on the idea. So open yourself up to pretending and trying on different businesses, especially, especially if you have a bunch of different ideas. So if your list has several ideas, this is even more important. So sketch out or mind map your business plan. This is you trying on the ideas. What is it you're thinking of doing and who are your clients going to be? So you're taking one of your ideas and you're laying it out. What are you going to be doing in that idea? Who are your clients going to be and how are you going to reach those clients? Put yourself in your home, quote unquote, office. Now, it might be a kitchen, might be a studio, whatever it is, but put yourself in that home office alone for a couple of hours every day. You need to try on that business every day. If you're going to keep your regular job while you maybe try this on, I want you to try it on on weekends or in the evening, because the goal is you actually have to pretend that you have that business. So marketing a product or a service, that's what businesses are all about, has changed tremendously in the past few years. So the next question you're going to ask yourself is how am I going to get clients? If it's a blog, try writing a blog every single week. If it's digital products that you're creating, explore all the pieces of that market. Start to sketch out what are those products going to look like. If it's courses that you want to create, start to create the courses. Now, once you've got the product or the service or even the book, you're going to have to sell it to people. So your next step is to check out what social media platforms you think are going to help you to reach those potential clients. Maybe you're going to use that podcast to get to people. So again, write and record yourself once a week on your phone. You don't have to go live. You can go and create a YouTube channel. You don't have to publish, but at least it gives you an idea to start to see what does this mean? I'm in episode 86 of my podcast. And so it's 86 straight weeks of writing and recording my podcast. You have to do it to see if you like it. Start looking at Instagram accounts in your space and see what other people are doing in that same space that you're thinking of starting your business. Create your own Instagram business account. There's nothing that says you can't. The point is that you need to think about what you are going to be doing in your business, who will be your customers, and how are they going to find out about you so that they can buy whatever it is that you are selling. But back to reality, and that reality is that we love lots of things. We aren't singularly focused. We're complicated beings. 
I mentioned my love of decorating homes and cooking and teaching. Yet I didn't start a business around any of those because when I tried them on, I quickly realized I just wanted them as my hobbies. I didn't want them as a business. And that's the value of pretending or trying on a business. If you do this, you two will very quickly start to separate your hobbies from solid business ideas. Few more examples from women that I've interviewed and know. Recently, I was in a week-long cooking class with Patricia Wells. Patricia is an amazing gal who has had a very long career in the food business. She started out as a food writer and reviewer, and when she and her husband, Walter, who's also lovely, moved to France 40 years ago, she began incorporating cooking classes into her business. Well, several times during the week when I was in her class, she shared how she had tried variations of a specific recipe over and over until she got the result exactly how she wanted it. I would never do that. You can see now that I had to try on something in order to decide and to understand that was not a business for me. I also saw that her business, like so many businesses, wasn't just about cooking or just about the one thing. Patricia had to manage six clients of varying skill levels for several hours while we cooked. And then she and her husband, Walter, sat down with us for a long lunch. So yes, her business is around cooking, but every business is much bigger than just that one thing. So, if you, let's say you love cooking, try on by hosting a cooking class and lunch with, for your friends. Do you like the menu planning? These are good questions to ask yourself. And I'm using this cooking as just an example, but this is how you try on a business, basically. Do you like the menu planning? Do you like the ingredient shopping? Do you like the organization of cooking stations, assisting people, answering questions? Do you enjoy sitting down with the group after the cooking? See what I mean? You're trying on the business. Now, another example might be travel. Lots of people love travel. And maybe you think you want to start a travel business of some kind. Start going on trips and watch what the trip organizer is doing. Now, you can create trips, even day trips in your area and invite people to join you. Lots of this is going to, in the very beginning, when you're trying it out, you're going to be doing it kind of pro bono. You're not charging people, or maybe you're charging just absolutely, you know, $5, $10 to participate. The, the information that you're going to get from trying on that business is invaluable. Back to the travel business. You will notice very quickly that travel businesses are a lot about dealing with people. And that can take up much more of your time than sharing the places that you love. Another example might be that if you tried it on and you found that you really didn't like dealing with people in that context that much, maybe you'll go a different direction. Maybe you're going to create an online travel experience type. I think there's one here in France called Bonjour France. That's a membership site where you can actually travel with Bonjour France and, you know, learn the history of different areas. 
which is very fun. So there's, I suggest this because I don't want you to give up on the idea without trying out all aspects of what that business could be like. The point of today's conversation really is that whatever business you decide to start, it must have at its core something that you love. Life is way too short to spend our time building a business doing something that we don't love. I think we'd all agree to that. Second, you need to try on that business idea for a while and see if you like it. Tweak it if necessary. Now, we all engaged in pretending when we were children, right? Well, recapture that curiosity and joy in pretending. You will get so much clarity about what business you want to start when you try on one of those that you're considering. You'll find, as I did, that some of your love, some of the loves that you have, the things that you love to do, need to stay hobbies. But one or two of them are going to get you starting to think about, gosh, I could create a business around that. And last, don't let the doubt gremlin enter your consciousness as you go through this exploration, if you want to call it that, of trying on a business. Don't let yourself think, oh gosh, that idea's been done. There are hundreds of interior designers, flower arrangers, chefs, and coaches, and travel companies. Remember that whatever it is that you bring to your business of doing something you love will be special because it is you creating it. It is you running it. And there isn't another you out there. So, To land on your business idea, start by asking yourself, what are the things I love to do? What do I think about every day? When I daydream, what is it I'm dreaming about? What are the topics you're Googling about or searching on Instagram or Pinterest? What magazines do you read? What YouTube or TikTok videos are you watching and subscribing to? Make a list of your loves. And then block out time in your schedule to begin to try on one business idea after another. And remember, your good friends make great guinea pigs. Practice with a group of them and see how much you really like doing, talking, or sharing whatever it is that you you think your business might be about. I promise you, That's how you will begin to get the clarity you need to decide on what business it is that you want to start. And when you have that clarity, now you can begin and you can begin to actually grow it. Thank you everyone for joining me today. And if you liked our conversation, please give me a review because reviews matter in the podcast world. And do come back for more. Now, let me ask you, how is your year going? Are you ready to do it different this year? Well, the Extraordinary Women Magazine Circle is just what you need if you are committed to making this the year you get started on your dream business. The Extraordinary Women's Circle, which includes this podcast, but also the must-have Extraordinary Women digital magazine for women who are looking for inspiration, for tips, support to create that fabulous business and take their dreams from, you know, up there 
in dreamland to reality. The Extraordinary Women's Circle, like I said, is here to support women to imagine, to plan, and then do the business. In the Extraordinary Women's Circle, which includes the magazine and this podcast, you will hear inspiring stories of women who are not celebrities, but real women like you who have chosen to not just dream about starting a business, but to actually do it. Now, the Extraordinary Women magazine has much more than interviews in it. It's really focused on what I call your business blueprint. You'll get coaching tips, you'll get ideas, as well as the inspiration you need to get started. And if you already have a business, those ideas and insights that others share might just give you a new idea, a new revenue stream, or a business that you want to start. Plus, and this is so important, there are included in the magazine tips and tricks to help you with the dreaded imposter syndrome that honestly always seems to creep into your mindset no matter where you are on your business journey. The bottom line is the Extraordinary Women magazine is all about helping you to create and grow your own super successful business. Now, if you are a woman ready to get moving on that big audacious dream business that you have, go to ExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and sign up. It's only $29.99 and as a subscriber, you will receive four quarterly issues of the magazine Plus, you will get special videos, you'll get tip sheets, and all kinds of communication to help you and support you to move forward and be highly successful with your business. Now, I want to thank you for your precious time today. Your time is your most important resource in creating your dream life. So thank you for spending a few of your minutes today with me. Now, I'm currently in Paris, so I'll say abiento. And to everyone back in the States, see you soon. Thank you for listening today. If you want to hear more, just tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you felt this podcast was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any conversations and that you also get notified when we have special gatherings. If you liked this episode, please share it with another extraordinary woman. And if you have a moment, I very much appreciate you leaving a review. Now, if you want to hear more about the Extraordinary Women magazine, which includes much more than just the magazine, reach out to me via social media or join us at sherryharmel.com. I look forward to our next conversation, and I hope you do too. 